Hey, boys, it's uh, your boy Two Jews just coming in here for the new fantasy season. season. Dog, I don't even remember how to open this up. You open this up. No, I'm just kidding. Yo, what up, boys? It's your boy, Bailey and Ty here, back with the podcast, back with the ass cast. Ty, bro, it is, is it a pleasure to be back or is it a pleasure to be back? Dude, I, I don't have a word for it, to be honest with you. It's, yeah. it's up there with pleasure, though. Definitely. <laughs> up there um, with maximum pleasure. <laughs> so... Yeah, I was also listening to Dan Carlin, who I've listened to like every day now with Hardcore History. Yeah. And um, so he had an analogy for the Japanese military prior to World War II. And he said it's like getting sucked into the ocean and the current is, is like just beating you down and you're about to drown. And the only option you have is to swim out further. Right. But you're going to drown anyway. That's just your only option. So um, I thought that was also a good analogy for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just hit like right when he said it, yeah. I was like, you know what? That's the ass cast. Dude, that is the ass cast, but that's what makes it so like niche and so beloved and, and also love to hate. So, you know, we're here, we're back. We're ready to talk shit about Heath all season. And yeah. I, I'm excited. Where are we starting off? Well, go back on niche real quick because we, we do this on anchor for anybody that doesn't know that. And, they give you analytics for who listens to your podcast, how many listens, oh, how many nice. different people are those, where they are, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, just obviously, how many listeners would you think we had, counting us two? Counting us two, we've got 10 people in the league, so I'm going to say a total of nine listeners. <laughs> I think, I think I was... a couple of people not in the league, but a couple of other people, significant others. So maybe like oh, five to six active members three other listeners well that's that's more than i gave us credit for um we actually have like 15 oh and two of which are in thailand okay yeah yeah well boys you heard it here first the ass cast is going international <laughs> all right need, so hey, let's talk need, about we need to work what? on our social outing too we need to get more people <laughs> we need to get more social media followers when you get our we need we to need stretch Instagram. into yeah oh boy that is yeah. actually I think yeah. I think that's a poll in the next ass, the next so. ass poll. I think that's a good one. Do we need we'll to, do we need to Instagram? Yeah. No, dog. This is this is <laughs> the inner ring only. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So let's talk about league changes. Uh, one in particular that is at the top of everybody's mind is the extra quarterback this year. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like that is and will up until the point of the draft be. At least maybe not this year in terms of rules, but I think people will push to the end. And I like it, though. I like how it's adding. I mean, we were talking earlier. It adds a totally different dynamic. Like, you won't come out of that draft feeling like you're solid in all positions. Like, having to have two of an of a position where there's only top-tier people, it makes it fun. It does. 
because you're you're taking off a uh, at least somebody in the first four rounds is off the board. So whether that was going to be your wide receiver one, your running back two, or um, I mean, shoot, maybe a running back one. Depending if you take two receivers first, you're not going to have a running back one. You know. Yeah. So removing yeah. that from your lineup, it hurts to look at. Yeah, it does, but it also makes it fun to like which one of these new rookies, which one of them are going to hit, or which one of these quarterbacks that seem like they're at that bottom of the tier are just going to like win you your league because he goes ham. So like, I'm excited. I, I think it's a good change. I think this will. I think this definitely levels out the playing field in terms of like potential and where we're starting this year. Well, so speaking of leveling the playing field, does it, I don't want to say over level, but uh, just shift the balance so much that then it comes further to the side of the Sams and Dayton's and you, uh, but taken away from Heath, if you're able to keep two quarterbacks. I, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I think this is why we spoke about it prior to last season is because like, I think the potential, if you got a freaking dynamo duo like Heath had with Kamara and, oh, God, was it Tra- Henry? I almost Derek called him Henry. Travis Henry. De- Derek Henry, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you get to that point where you're just like, man, it's tough to stop. So, like, is one way, like, it can definitely tilt the tides. But also, like, hey, we talked about this last year. So, it's going to be interesting to see, like, that tug of war. I think we'll get the perfect example to look at what a – what the most powerful position is in fantasy football still whenever Heath goes up against Sam with Herbert and Mahomes or Heath goes up against Dayton with uh, Deshaun Watson and Dak, um, two really good top-level quarterbacks versus two really good top-level running backs, like you said, Kamara and Henry. Um, and if that does tip, I mean, if, if Dayton or Sam is able to beat Heath, that will be huge. I mean, Riddle went from losing the league to – starting the winner's bracket in first place. You know what I mean? Like, that was a massive shift. And, and I think it's only going to change even more. Yeah. I think this first year, it's going to take a lot of people watching, at least decently, to see kind of, like, how things are going. Uh, and and you have – I don't – I have no idea. I've never played in a two-quarterback league. Talk about keepers for this year. Cool. Um, and who we're looking at across the board. Pew, 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 pew. We'll start off with Dayton. And right off the bat, Deshaun Watson, super questionable, as is Dayton's team almost always. Uh, There is no way that Dayton doesn't come into the season with at least one questionable uh, legal problem on his team. And that will start with Deshaun Watson. Then after that is George Kittle and Dak Prescott. George Kittle going in the eighth, Dak Prescott going in the ninth. Uh, Back to Deshaun Watson is up in the fifth. So what do you think about those? Yeah, I can't wait. Like, this is so typical Dayton life game changer like there are a few I guess unicorns in the league that stick out like Deshaun Watson is definitely in that category and I love it and I pray that it's talking about right before our draft like we don't know when we're going to hear about Deshaun Watson like we don't you know what I mean like I hope there's not a definitive answer but it's leading him to think that it's going to happen because this will just lead to a classic Dayton having to make this type of decision pre- he could turn the ties, and I just love it. It sets oh. it up for such a perfect or, or even better, like his court date is week two. Oh, you man. know. So do you oh, take that man. gamble? Do you? I mean, let's let's say that, let's make that a real example. Do you take that gamble with Deshaun Watson and get him clear to the charges if his trial goes to week two? Yeah, I mean, or week five. Case, 
honestly, just I mean, worst case scenario, you got Deshaun Watson on your team. So even in a two quarterback league, if you draft him this year, you draft him in the fifth round. Say he's a total bust, doesn't even play until next year. You still are keeping a top three quarterback, and you would get him in the fourth round. Like in a two quarterback league, I think that's not outlandish. Yeah. So you're saying he's worth it, even if he doesn't come back and play at all. I, I, think, I think that's I reasonable. Think yeah, I think it's worth a look. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I would do that depending on my other keepers, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, that it, there's a lot that goes into it. I, I love it because a lot of it's personal instead of just looking at, you know, the rankings. Yeah. Yeah. And Dayton, if, if he doesn't keep Deshaun Watson, then he, he may not have any legal problems at all on his whole team and, and he will have a problem with that. So yeah. And we'll, it, it's just going to be classic Dayton. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love I love that this is happening to him because yeah. he'll he'll handle it like Dayton does and it'll set the tone, baby. That's right. That's right. So Sam, we got Sam with uh, Patrick Mahomes obviously in the ninth, Justin Herbert in the tenth, as we talked about, and then a little bit of a question mark, but we're going with Kenny Galladay in the eighth as his most likely pick. It's tough because I'm looking at Sam's like a juggernaut of a team that he could keep, like Patrick Mahomes. What would he? Would you say he'd be in the ninth? Ninth, Justin Herbert right behind him in the tenth. In the tenth, like that. So technically, I think he could keep Mahomes in the tenth. First of all, like Sam's going to have to think which one he wants to like keep above. You know, like are you going to keep Patrick Mahomes where he is, or is Justin Herbert going to be like the new freaking G unit? So that's going to be a tough decision. But I think, yeah, dude, James Robinson, Kenny Galladay, dude. I I think Sam's got a good problem to have, but a no one likes to have that problem of having a bunch of good keepers and like having to decide between them. Yeah. The lot. And we'll get more on James Robinson here in a little bit, but okay. we'll move on to Seth right now. Cool. Um, Seth is the first one that we really I think has some options. I mean, Sam kind of has the option with Robinson, but Seth, I'm going to go ahead and list four. The okay. ones for sure is Aaron Jones at nine, Ryan Tannehill at 10, but he's got the option of Matt Ryan at five or Deontay Johnson at six. Yes, I'm super interested to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's, I think that's going to really set the time. I mean, I think he keeps Aaron Jones regardless. But that being yeah. said, I think, yeah, Seth is sitting in a really good place. Like Matty Ice, yeah, and he he really has the the quarterback dilemma before anybody else, you know, because Sam's going to be choosing between a wide receiver and a running back. Yeah, um, Seth though he's he's choosing between a similar round receiver against a quarterback. So how is he going to weigh, uh, how's he going to weigh that quarterback situation? Yeah. I wish you had a crystal ball and could see like everybody's keepers. Cause that would I make know. stuff a whole lot easier, but I know. Yeah, even if he could, it wouldn't matter. No draft has ever gone like any mock <laughs> yeah, ever. ever, literally ever. So Aaron, pretty clear. Nick Chubb in seven, Justin Jefferson in the 10th, Chris Godwin in the 13th. Yeah, I think Neil's sitting good too. Like it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the heck happens with Antonio Brown and like where he is in that pecking order. Because shoot, Godwin is a G. You know what I mean? Like he's proven yeah. what he can do, and I, I just, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I don't. Antonio, know. Antonio has a chance to take the number two spot. Don't think he will, but hey. um, I, I think he potentially takes enough. I mean, especially man, if Gronk actually turns on like he did in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's those are that's a significant target loss for Godwin. Godwin. Yeah, dude, hear me out. Tua in the tenth. You know, I think that's a dark horse. I, 
I think for, for Aaron, I, I think yeah, dog, two in the tent. <laughs> um, Aaron I, I will know, officially go on the freakout train for quarterbacks if he does take two in the tent. <laughs> I think it's a dark horse, but I, I don't think we can rule it out. <laughs> that's, hey, that's fair. How about Riddle? Riddle, who has unfortunately finished uh, dead last in every draft analyzation that I've done in Fantasy Pros Mock Simulator. So, um, yeah, well, shit. If, if that would have been the case last year, those would all been wrong because he finished for his season in first, baby. Let's go, oh, Ridge. Exactly what a season. Right. That's exactly right. So, looking at who Red may be keeping, Aaron Rodgers, huge question mark, but he'd be taking lo- the fifth. Crazy question mark. Miles Gaskins in the ninth. That was just singular, Miles Gaskin, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, Robbie Anderson in the 10th. Multiple Miles Gaskins. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's tough too. Like everybody, I think I think Riddle's saying good though. Aaron Rodgers, especially like if he hold, surely like we would get to that point and no. I mean, like he one way or so. another, where he's going to be. I think I, I think if he plays football this year, I think that's a good pick. But yeah. it just depends on what you value. I, who I else does he, he have? Riddle. Who, Riddle. I mean, uh, you could get T.J. Hawkinson in the eleventh. Maybe Robbie Anderson. Gaskin, I, I think, I, yeah, I think Riddle's got a little handful. Jarvis Landry in the eighth, not, not really. I don't know. Not bad. Okay. Hey, okay. Sammy, Sammy Watkins, going to be the Possibly. number one wide receiver in Baltimore, dog. Possibly with a running back quarterback. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a possibility. All right, Ronnie, looking at Calvin Ridley in the third. The uh, I want to say far and away highest keeper, but maybe not. Uh, Calvin Ridley in the third, Ridley in the third, Josh Allen in the seventh, Joe Burrow in the eleventh. Any changes you could see potentially there? No, no. Uh, first of all, bonjour, Ronnie. My boy's out in France right now as we speak. We, oui, Ronnie, we. Oui. Hey, spread the word out there, Ronnie. Get us going in France. Get us going <laughs> in France. Anyways, yeah, I think I think Ronnie's are pretty pretty locked down. I think Josh Allen, yep. I think – who else did we say? Calvin Ridley, dude, I think he's got potential. Potential. Like, I hope he can – I hope he can do what he can do. And I hope he, for whatever reason, like something doesn't go bad because love Julio, but, like, Calvin's a good dude too, and he's so talented. So, I, I hope he can take he over is. that role. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, Kyle Pitts, we'll talk about him a little later, but um, if, if he doesn't pick up the target share that he's expecting – then it's all going to go to Calvin. So yeah, I think I think it. the hardest question for Ronnie is like, who's he going to pick in round one? Is it going to be Julio Jones? Is it going to be Najee David Harris? Montgomery? Is uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which Alabama? Which Alabama boy is he going with first? Devontae right. Smith, dude. Devontae Smith, Ronnie. That would be wild. Take him in the first. I've Ronnie. seen I've seen crazy two things. In the first, Christian Ronnie. Kirk in the fourth. Christian Kirk in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Wild card. All right, JC, I got Terry McLaurin in the ninth, Baker Mayfield in the 10th, and Mark Andrews way back in the 14th. Yeah, Mark Andrews, awesome keep. I think uh, Chase – or not Chase Cooper, Terry McLaurin. I think old Terry is just right at that point of being quarterback proof. Like it doesn't matter who he has, he's going to eat. But it's going to be interesting with that quarterback switch to see if he's the player that like everybody kind of thinks he is. I think he's a total stud. Yeah, I think I think JC sitting sitting pretty good. Tyreek Hill, JC, 
The first keeper JC. to run his course. The first keeper to run his course, dude. And, oh, hey, and man. boy, did that that thing pay off. I mean, boy, did that keep you from losing the league a few years. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he means by <laughs> Yeah, le- legit, dude. I mean, what a what a good snack. And that's what this league's – like, if you have somebody like that, like a linchpin on your team, you're set. I mean, look at, look at Heath. Look at JC, like, having these guys on their team that are constantly just, like, savages. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll move on to you, big – glaring question mark between rounds three and four, but we'll go ahead and assume we're keeping Kyler Murray in the 10th, Jalen Hurts in the ninth, Darren Waller in the fourth. Yeah, I'm stressing out. Obviously, I took a flyer on Clyde edwards alaire last year. That little bitch didn't do it. First round flyer. Let's go ahead and say that one. Yeah, the first round flyer. Freaking bringing an all-pro running back. Not salty about it, but I do think a Clyde Edwards Alaire jersey would have looked dope. So I'm not ruling that out. But yeah, I'm I am struggling right now between uh Eckler and and Dan Waller and like I shoot. I don't know. I want to hear what's going on with Noah Fant. And I also want to hear what's going on with uh Taysom Hill, bro. What if I go with that three quarterback keep? <laughs> Taysom. Well, you'll be in trouble because you'll also have Jeff Jameis. So we'll move on there. Uh, then we got me. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you guys I'm keeping Antonio Gibson, DK Metcalf, and Russell Wilson in the 10th, 11th, Shoot. and 14th, respectively. Dog. Yeah. Is that in stone? Is that etched in stone? Yeah. About, yeah. 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 Okay. Chiseled. All Chiseled. right. You heard it here first. So everybody mark down those names and call Ty's ass out if that's not the case. <laughs> all right. All right. I like How about that. Heath? I, I, dude, I think, first of all, I think your keepers are really good keepers. Like, oh, okay. Okay. I, it's going to be – ah man, people just have good ones. I love I love when there's multiple on a team that it just makes it, like, really hard for you to guess because that's what yeah. makes this league so fun. Yeah. And it makes it, it makes a three-keeper situation, um, I think, just, just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heath has Derrick Henry in the fifth. Alvin Kamara's last year in the eighth. And Lamar Jackson in the ninth. Now, interesting to note, not to steal your thunder here, but he does have Tom Brady creeping up his rankings. Pretty yeah. Soon. Dude, I, how, where would Tom Brady be taken? In the 12th round, dog? You know well, you've got at least two good years on him because he just signed a two-year contract. Like, yeah. he, went, he went out there in eight last year. What did he throw, like 40 touchdowns, something like that? Oh, and they was, didn't yeah. even get, quote-unquote, clicking until like halfway through. Like, and, and arguably the best receiving quarter in the NFL. Yeah, dude, a bunch of studs. And then, I mean, I, what's that? O.J. Howard's also coming back this year. Yeah. So, like, his, his tight ends are two great players deep. His wide receivers are, like, four great players deep. Scotty Miller, shout out. Like, Is Braid still there? I, don't, I, don't, I, think he, I think he got traded. Okay, okay. But, still. yeah, I mean, either way, like, he's, he's just sitting there eating. So, like, I don't think you can rule it out. But, yeah, I'm ready for the Derrick Henry. And Tom, I would not be surprised at all if Tom Brady gets taken in the third round. I don't think second, but it's it's a possibility. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like he threw 40 touchdowns and they played bad for half a season, like, and he didn't even get an off season with the team. Like it's, especially with Alvin, his injury history and being his last year as a keeper. Yeah, like what what are you going to value? Are you going to value potential, or are you going to value like steady points? Like yeah, 
he's my he's my workhorse, and that's what Kamara is, dog. He's a league winning running back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, we're going to move on to that exact question: Is how early is too early for quarterbacks to be taken in this year's draft specifically? So I, I do think it makes it a tad different when we have keepers, but yeah. I think the I think the big thing is like um, how many people are keeping quarterbacks. What makes that scarcity of like if I'm not keeping a quarterback and I don't have one of these guys. Like yeah. I'm gonna lose. Like I don't have a good chance, especially if I have two of those bad guys. So like, I think it just we need to see what people value. I, I don't know. I mean, what do and you for, think? I, I for ends, reference, we've seen... yeah. For, for reference, half the league is keeping two quarterbacks if they go the way we're projecting it. Yeah. So I mean, look, there you go. Now you already have the other half who's at least probably keeping one, maybe keeping none. Like. If you're keeping two quarterback, I, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. It's, it's going to be tough. More? Like, do you go ahead and take one in the third if you've got two quarterbacks? I, one of well, them, they're I, both I mean, going to have bye weeks. That's two weeks that you're going to be down a quarterback. Yeah, that sucks. And so, and go ahead. It, it's just, it's not like you know you've had that zero running back strategy, that zero wide receiver strategy. Like, I don't know, quarterbacks score so much higher on average. Maybe not so much higher, but they do score higher on average. To where, like, that's a massive shift in a game. Like, your players could ball out, but if somebody's quarterback throws fucking five touchdowns, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love. I mean, just look at the expectations for him. Because if you take a quarterback scoring sixteen a game consistently, you're not excited about that. No. But if you have Austin Eckler scoring you sixteen a game, that's excellent. You're like, yeah, that's you're like that's a pretty good game. Like, yeah, I know it can get into the twenties, but like, it's. Yeah, you look at just the average projections whenever, like, it's before a game, and you're like, how are these even close? And they're always somehow kind of close. You're just like, quarterbacks are massively, like, that's where you look to see if you have a big chunk of, of advantage on a team. And same with tight ends, though. I yeah. mean, like, if you've got, tra- you know, you've been a benefactor of Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, like, these guys, Mark Andrews. So like, before we get on tight ends, on your though, team, let's, let's, let's nail down an answer to okay. – for people to live by in the draft, possibly die by. Okay. What is the earliest round? You can even go high-low. You can say high second, low second, okay. high third, low third. What is the earliest a quarterback can be taken? Um, I'll give you two answers. One, my answer with only keeping one quarterback, and one, my answer with only keeping no quarterbacks. Okay. I think if, if I don't have a quarterback and, like, one of those premier guys is available. Like, I don't think it would be outlandish. I mean, if you do mocks, you see people getting Mahomes in a redraft, number three overall. So I don't think it's outlandish to think maybe late second, maybe mid second. Okay. And if I, and if I do have a quarterback and I'm still looking to like solidify up, I think the third is very, even the second still. I mean, I think it's fair game come the second. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's going to be totally dependent on the first person to take a quarterback. And once that yeah. happens, they're all gone. I know, I know. You don't want to be that one without it, but like you hate following the runs. So mm-hmm. and, and, you do. But that's one of those positions that it's like it's crucial to get somebody. Yeah, it used to be tight ends in the eighth. Yeah, now it's quarterbacks in the second. <laughs> so speaking it's of wild. tight ends, now I want to. Uh, the question I want to ask is how. 
soon is too soon for a tight end. But we're going to break them up. So how early is too early for Travis Kelsey? Assuming you're keeping Darren Waller. Because those two, to me, those two are in, in a total league of their own. You have those two elite tight ends, and then you have everyone else. Yeah, I think George Kittle's up there too. When when healthy, okay, all right. But still, so those the three you got the three top ones, George Kittle and Waller being kept. How early can we expect to see Travis Kelsey taken? I mean, my guy is like the number what three wide receiver scoring in the league last year. Like, yep. it's just he's he is an absolute alpha, a total game changer. I think. I don't think he's more. I don't think having him on my team is more important than having like Saquon on my team. But like once, I think once you get past those premier running backs, like I think he's what is that? Like right around the six range, seven range. Like I don't think that's too early at all. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you're if you're sitting good with your keepers, like hitting a Travis Kelsey at the five or four. I think that would be wild. I would love to see something like that. Don't think it yeah. will. I think it'll happen closer to the later six through eight, but or maybe I mean I don't think he gets out of the first round for sure. So so you being in the eighth spot, if you don't keep Waller, are you are you uh, are you telling us you're taking him in the first round? I would love to. With that? I would love to, but <laughs> shoot, man, I would. I, those they're just you got to have them, but you got to have other people. You know, like it depends on who's sitting there, who what running backs are sitting there. Yeah. I, man, I, th- I think the I'm, tough choice, running backs are so scarce. You can get a yeah. tight end to get you by. I think running backs are so scarce. It's going to be hard to take really the top six running backs behind Kelsey. Oh, yeah. And then – Especially with all the injuries last year. I mean, like yeah. people were just down. So yeah. you don't want to be one of those people. And now, I mean, that goes back to Sam snagging James Robinson off the waiver or like snagging these backup running backs who just go ham. So like – you never know when that's going to happen, too. Hey, you, I, I took Tony Pollard and um, – oh, gosh, who's the other guy? Anyway, I took two backup running backs in last year's draft. Those are my late-round flyers. So, uh, I was also uh, – Kareem Hunt? Many whiskeys deep. No, I took him in like a fourth. Antonio Gibson? Antonio – oh, yeah, well, he's – I mean, you just watch his highlight videos. I'm going to aside real quick. Okay. Watch his highlight videos from Memphis, dude. The dude is – he is incredible. Yeah, dude, the Conference USA has some stellar athletes. <laughs> you know, no, he is. He is. Like, it, I think if you're athletic, like, if you're good, people will find you. That's why I love oh, yeah. hearing about these people from, like, those schools or, like, these random community college – not community college, but, like, junior college and stuff like that yeah. that go out there and just ball. Because, like, dude, that's just a testament. Like, if you're good enough, people will find you. They'll slap you on their team. Yeah. No, I'm with you. So – Let's keep on that note. Rookies this year, late round flyers, maybe not even late round flyers. I don't know. We talked about Devontae Smith potentially taking the first round by Ronnie. That's possible. Dude, I. Najee I, Harris in the first round by Ronnie. That's possible. Ronnie, you have my word right here that if you take Devontae Smith in the first round, what pick is Ronnie? He's <laughs> the, what, sixth? Sixth. If you take Devontae Smith with the sixth pick in the first round, <laughs> I will. Right then and there, take at least two grenades from Seth. <laughs> and it only took me about four or five to get to Ty's bachelor party point. So, like, yeah, just just wanted to put that out in the universe. Please, Ronnie. 
That's what I'm uh, saying. Like, it wouldn't surprise me, but it would surprise me. But it <laughs> wouldn't because Ronnie is just like an eight ball. Like, you just shake it up and, like, you never know what that pick is going to be. That's right. And, That's right. So, we could talk about them together then. De- Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. Um, I don't know. You think top four? Top four rounds? Or do you do you do we legitimately uh, think first round? No, Nacho. I don't. Th- I I think he could. I mean, I definitely think he could. But I think that's all based off of just like Steelers and their projection and everybody hearing about how much he's going to eat. Like it could not be the case. But like Najee is Najee, bro. He he's such a beast. He's it hurts my heart to say, but he's just so much better than James Conner. Yeah. Like it, there is this possibilities are just endless. I mean, he's like. He looks. He looked like a forty-five-year-old when he was in third grade. Like he's just built to be a machine. You know who so, else looked like a forty-five-year-old in third grade? Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I was going to say Leonard Fournette, and that didn't turn out so well. Yeah. But um, yeah, Najee. He's a great athlete in a great situation. Yeah, I don't now. Devontae Smith. I if he doesn't go first pick by Ronnie and Ronnie aside. I'm talking about the rest of the league, not Ronnie, because I feel like Ronnie would take one of those early boys from Alabama. But I yeah. think, I think, I don't know, maybe like anywhere between the fourth round at the earliest and the seventh, eighth round Ooh. at the latest. Like a big spread. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. But I, it's hard. You have no idea, dude. How's Jalen Hurts going to play? Who knows? Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Ooh. I mean, when's Ronnie going to take fourth, him? Is he the fourth overall tight end? I think off hype, yes. I, I, oh, well, off no. Hype. <laughs> I, 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 off hype, just like purely, I mean, it's hard to – these players dominate in college and sometimes come out and just shit the bed. Like, you don't think Kyle Pitts is going to be that because he's such a freak. But also, like, yeah. you got Mark Andrews right there. You've got TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, like these people who are like – right there on the cusp of being really good. So, like, do you think they're going to be – he's going to be better than them? He's definitely in the situation to do it. It's just – Yeah. And tight ends traditionally struggle in their first couple of years in the NFL. Yeah, and they've got Austin – not Austin Hooper, but the redhead guy. In Atlanta, he transferred – or not transferred. He got traded from Baltimore. Hooper, not Hooper. You're talking about – uh, search the H. Hayden Hunt, Hayden Hurst, Hurst. I almost said Hunt, Hurst. Yep. Yeah. So like, who got traded there? Was supposed to ball out last year. He was like one of those flyers people took. So, who knows? Matty Ice getting up there. But like, I think he, I think he has. I think everybody knows he's got Travis Kelsey potential. Maybe even more. Like this dude is special. So, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, I'll tell you another one. Actually, I think before Devonte Smith. Looking at Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, dude. And the situation. Who's going to take into. a leap on it? Yeah. Who's going to take a leap? I mean, like Bengals team, man. I mean, I, I can't so help good. but feel like we're watching. I don't know. It's almost like a TV show. There, it's just like a bunch of kids going into a team and just yeah, like just like stellar them. kids. Though, I mean, these kids are freak out. I'm excited to watch him because we didn't. No one got to watch him last year. Comes out with the top wide receiver taken second, whatever he was. And then he's coming to this team, like with this situation, like Joe Burrow's coming back. Like it has the potential to be like a movie, you know? Yeah. It does. But I think he's got all the talent in the world. But like, when, I guess when is like the accurate time to draft him? Like, could he be a D hop? Could he be a 
Tyreek Hill or is he going to be like a, Ooh, a Keenan That's, Allen or is he going to be, you know what I mean? Like where I mean, does he I, fall I in that tier? He absolutely, I, th- I think wherever you get him, honestly, is going to be a steal because I fully see him becoming the next five years Tyreek. And wherever he's taken, we'll see him for five years on the same team. Damn. I think so. I think I think I that's like the it. guy. If I had to put my yeah, money dude. on somebody, that's the guy. Yeah, dude. He's he's so athletic. Imagine trying to guard him, dude, in like seven on seven. Imagine Jamar Chase rolling up to the Death Valley <laughs> senior year of high school. And I mean, first of all, like any of these agents, people. Imagine Riddle. About, you know what I mean? The, like the 132nd C. ranked wide receiver at a South seven on seven for one. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that, yeah, these people are just built different, man. They're just that's right. Them. So real quick, uh, go to the Jags. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I do. I, I'm excited to watch him. I, I kind of hope he does well. I, I don't know. I wonder if people are going to not like him because of the Tebow situation or the Urban Meyer thing. But like, I want him to go out there and ball. I think he's going to be good. I think yeah. Urban Meyer. Like, if there's one thing he can do, he can make a quarterback good, or at least he can like scheme up a good offense. Travis Etienne could come out here like a Percy Harvin, and dude, Percy Harvin lit it up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it. What's too early for him? He could be. Is he going to be the running back? What are they going to do with James Robinson? That's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yep. It's Sam, man. Sam, who was so excited about James Robinson. That dude, does that, suck. Yeah. It, yeah. Sucks. That hurts. That hurts for me because that is such a good. It's such a good keep. It's good for the rest of the league that you're in this position, but it, I mean, it sucks. I, <laughs> I mean, what do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And with that, punishments for next year. Oof, I love, I love this one. I'm going to run down through them and let's just, without spending too much time on them, just to get them out in the world. We'll vote on them. Send, send whatever else you think of. Yes, yes. Because I think we can get a little more. uh, I do too. I think think there's room for creativity, but like we're early talking about it, which is good. Yeah. So, uh, number one, the Waffle House punishment. Um, We've seen it. It's been out there. It's been on a lot of things. I think the Kingsport League did it. Am I wrong about that? They did. They did Walmart, right? Something like that. I think Landon was like in one of those. I, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, yeah, something like that. So anyway, Waffle House, 24 hours. Every waffle you eat takes off an hour. Great punishment, though. Yeah, great but, punishment. We don't want to be those guys, though. Like it's getting know, popular like, this year. We don't want to be those guys. Yeah. Even no, though, shout out to Sam. I remember. I think Sam showed me something about it, maybe two years ago, but. Yeah. Nice, Sam. Yeah. A playing of a recorder outside of Neyland making a uh, predetermined amount of money before you could stop. Dude, awesome. I, I would love to see somebody doing that. I would hate to be that guy, though. Yes, but that would be amazing. You can wear what you want to, though, which is good. So yeah, you can like keep what, a certain amount of dignity. Where, where's that money? Like, what's that? What's going to be that line? I think that yeah, might. Make I think they can keep the from. money, right? Or does do they get to lose the money as well? I don't know. I think they should keep it. You know what I mean? I it's like should. one of those embarrassing things. But like, hey, you just made however much money we make it. You know? I don't know. <laughs> maybe it has to. Maybe it has to buy the 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 league a beer. I don't know. Time okay. to workshop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is I, I always I relate just this to Seth. No, I don't think it's because it's Seth's idea. It may have been, but also because Seth's the only one I could see doing it. It's the seashell necklace, the puka necklace. Yeah, and that wouldn't that be awesome if he had to do it while he got married? 
like, <laughs> like, or he's out of the league. You know what I mean? Like, yes. what if we were those people? We're like, dude, yes. like, we love you, but you are legit out of the league. If you don't like, sorry, same oh, do a bumper gosh. sticker. Riddle had to do it. Like, you got to keep it on, bro. And he's got to tell his kids when they, when they grow up and look at his wedding pictures. Like, Dad, why are you wearing that stupid necklace? He's like, well, kids, let me tell you a story about when I sucked at fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be wild. I don't know. Oh. Next up is remaking a music video. Yeah, that just goes back to the classic. Saw somebody do it with one of the CS songs, and I was like, dude, that would be hilarious. Like, I would love to see my friends in a music, like, recreate a shitty music video. I think it'd be so funny. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then finally, get, getting it being one of my favorites. Of course, this would take little effort on the part of everyone. But uh, make a speech at Heath's wedding. I, yeah. I mean, if I had to vote right now, that's what I would be. <laughs> Obviously, we would not get with Heath on this because Heath would just be a normal voter in this circumstance. We would reach out to his fiance and explain it to her. And I do think that we would have, like, pretty reasonable ground to stand on. So, I, like, I that would so. take Heath's persuasion out of it. But, like, dude, it would be awesome. Yeah, awesome to just get hammered and go up there and give a speech at Ses- or he's waiting. Or it could just be a really, really nice speech. You never know. It doesn't have to be bad. Just a speech. It could be excellent. I mean, it could. Gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. Imagine that gets national recognition and we become famous. Our league does. That's awesome. Yep. You never know. Yeah. Ooh, could we write it for them? A league written speech. Oh no. One word per person. You know how we used to do those kind of like Mad Libs? Oh. It just goes around in a circle. Everybody just adds a word to it. <laughs> I think you get to the point where it's just like, this is at someone's wedding. And it also, we know what it's going to be as opposed to like one person getting up there and you have no idea what's about to come out of this person's mouth. Oh, that's good. I don't know. We'll but I think both. It. Yeah, we'll I think both. It. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, well, that's all we got. Dude, I, could, I feel like I could sit here and talk about fantasy football all day. I'm so pumped that it's coming back. I've been constantly checking my phone. Been so far. I don't it's like, is it, it's, This is going to be an hour-long episode. It's excellent. <laughs> hey, it's just for people, if you're going back and forth, you run to get some dinner, you're sitting in the drive-thru, turn on the, turn on the ass cast. Turn it on <laughs> and just listen to a little ass analysis. Mm. Yeah. We're just swimming out in the current, just waiting for it to take us out. Yep. It's fighting. We're fighting hard to get out, but we know. We know it's going to get us. Kelly ain't make it out.